0: on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Shut up and sit down. And good morning, we welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Wednesday morning here on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte, streaming on WGNCRadio.com, wherever you are across the Fruited Plain. Thank you for spending a little time with us on this Wednesday morning as we dive into the world of sports. And of course, today, we got a lot to cover. We've got a full show. I am really, really excited about what we get to talk about today. However, um, how do I say this? As excited as I am to do the show today, and I am, make no mistake about it, I've got to confess, when I was... Getting to the latter part of the day yesterday, um, was not excited about the news that dropped. It's probably around, I want to say 6.37 o'clock last night was when the first report that I got on the radio, because when I'm out, I listen to the radio. And not necessarily the top 40, not necessarily music, per se. I was actually listening to some talk radio from in and around the area. Found out that Brooks Robinson had passed away. And I know that we have a mixed audience here. And for all of you that are waiting for so Major League Baseball scores, I'm going to get to those. For those of you that are waiting for some great conversations, and we're going to have them, Dave Lubowitz will be on at 7.40 this morning. At 8 o'clock, we're going to actually have Daniel Poole of Highland Tech volleyball. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. So there's a lot of different directions that this show's going to go, but I got to get this out of the way. We've got a varied audience out here. There's a lot of kids literally with their parents right now listening in the carpool lane. Maybe they're getting started. Maybe the, maybe the day starts a little later. So they're getting things together. Maybe they've just hopped in the vehicle. The newer generation of baseball player, of baseball fan, They don't know Brooks Robinson. They can see Brooks Robinson. Brooks Robinson is pretty much, you can capture all the greatness of Brooks Robinson over at third base with the St. Louis Cardinals. Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado is the closest thing that we have seen since Brooks Robinson. Now for all of our more seasoned listeners out there that have watched a lot of baseball, have forgotten a lot of baseball, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to assert that Nolan Arenado was as great as Brooks Robinson. Brooks Robinson's greatness isn't necessarily going to be found in the numbers. It's just a different game. Nolan Arenado could very easily put up better numbers when his career is over. It's possible. The variety of teams, the number of games, all of that type of stuff could play a role into the fact that Nolan Arenado could, in the meta-narrative of baseball, have better career numbers than Brooks Robinson. But the players that played That all of the players of today look up to. Those players heard of stories about Brooks Robinson. Brooks Robinson passed away yesterday at 86 years old. The thing, I'm sorry, yes, 86 years old. The thing that I am the most heartened by when I hear of Brooks Robinson, who, from what I understand, If I remember properly, Hall of Fame induction, 1983. He was able to live out a good 40 years of being a Hall of Famer. His life was about the Baltimore Orioles, that organization. There was a time to where the Baltimore Orioles were one of the most feared and respected organizations in Major League Baseball. Now, there was also a time that the Cincinnati Reds had the big red machine, and those guys went after it on occasion. The landscape was slightly different then than it is now. Any opportunity that I would have ever had to have watched Brooks Robinson on television would not have even mattered to begin with because I was just born too late to really appreciate what I might have been watching on television. I never remember seeing Brooks Robinson play. The last really great player from the bygone era that I ever remember watching play his final games was Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan passed away not too long ago. The contemporaries that my dad watched, the contemporaries that my dad talked about being the greatest generation of baseball, a lot of those guys are passing away now. You have to understand something. The import of Cal Ripken Jr., to the Baltimore Orioles organization sat upon the shoulders of the likes of, of Brooks Robinson, of Frank Robinson, of the vaunted pitching staff for the Baltimore Orioles. Obviously, Jim Palmer is one of those names that jumps out immediately. What Cal Ripken did on his own, Cal Ripken Jr., what he did on his own was certainly worth all of the accolade that you could possibly hand to him. But he knows that he did that on the shoulders of those greats. That organization was established by the likes of Brooks Robinson. So it was a tough night last night for baseball. And and it's not lost on me. That the Orioles, not that this really motivates things. You can't necessarily, hey, let's go win one for Brooks. That's not the way it works. But I can assure you that there is a renewed presence. There is a renewed, there's another reason for Baltimore Oriole fans to be excited about what this year's team could be. As it's been a special year so far, and Baltimore Oriole fans want to live it out for a good long time in the playoffs. So, I just spend a little time here tipping my cap to Brooks Robinson for a a good baseball life. A phenomenal player in the pantheon of players to play the hot corner, without question the greatest defensive third baseman in the history of the game. With all due respect to Michael Jack Schmidt, even with what Nolan Arenado's doing defensively, Brooks Robinson was fantastic. An MVP at one point. Even Brooks Robinson, to his own admission, the best five games consecutively that he ever played was in 1970 when the Orioles won the World Series against the Cincinnati Reds. So a tip of the cap to Brooks Robinson and the Orioles fans around the world. So let's go ahead and get into some scores from last night's Major League action, Game 1 of the Atlantic League Championship Series, happened last night. Had a little middle school football to talk about. All of that as we dive into a lot of conversations today. So let's get into it. The Dodgers, the Colorado Rockies, they split a doubleheader yesterday. The Rocks beat the Dodgers 4-1. to The Dodgers would win the opener 11-2 yesterday. Cincinnati... Stayed in the hunt, 11-7. They beat the Cleveland Guardians last night. The Baltimore Orioles sure would have been fun, sure would have been fitting if they would have beaten Washington 5-0. As it turns out, they win the game 1-0 last night. Detroit beats Kansas City 6-3. Philadelphia clinched their spot in the playoffs, an extra inning win, 3-2 over the Pirates. The Yankees beat the Toronto Blue Jays, 2-0. 2-0. Tampa keeps pace with Baltimore. They win 9-7 over Boston. Atlanta, a 7-6 winner last night. If you turn the TV off early last night, you missed something. Innocuously enough, what you missed was the 300th home run hit this season by the Atlanta Braves. Now, I would ask you, who hit that three hundredth home run for the Atlanta Braves? Who would you suspect? Matt Olson, Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, anybody? Kevin Pillar. And Kevin Pilar hit a solo shot that was very innocuous. It didn't seem to make a big deal at the moment, but it would spark a three-run rally. The Atlanta Braves came behind, from behind 6 nothing, to beat the Cubs last night. This Cincinnati Reds fan was excited for that to happen. The Minnesota Twins beat Oakland 11-3. to The Arizona Diamondbacks, after being down 4-1 to early in this game, like the fourth or fifth inning, they ran a rough shot over the Chicago White Sox, beating them 15-4. St. Louis beat Milwaukee 4-1. The Angels beat Texas 9-3. San Diego beat San Francisco 4-0. And Seattle, they stay in the mix. They win 6-2 over Houston. They are now a half game back of the Astros in the wild card race. Miami and New York Mets washed out. Now that's a big issue, and I'll explain why. The Marlins right now are looking to sneak into the playoffs. You've got the Chicago Cubs, who own right now at the moment the last playoff spot. In the wild card. Miami's just behind them, followed closely by the Cincinnati Reds. The Miami Marlins, scheduled to play last night, was going to throw Braxton Garrett, who could have pitched on normal rest Sunday. The rain rolled through. I'm not saying there wasn't inclement weather. There was at City Field. However, Skip Schumacher, not happy about the way things went down. Kim Ng, the general manager, was actually making the trip with the team to New York this week. She was there on the field when all of this happened. I'm not saying that the Mets did anything purposeful. At the very least, it's a bad bounce for the Miami Marlins. Skip Schumacher's got to... Consider now, do I, do I look at the possibility of having Braxton Garrett pitch on Sunday on short rest? Much of that will be determined by the fate of the Miami Marlins come Sunday. They have a doubleheader today against the Mets beginning at 4-10, a conventional doubleheader. Last night, the Atlantic League, The Gastonia Honey Hunters fall in game one, losing on a ninth inning wild pitch. Three to two. They're down 1-0. Now, you kind of knew that this could be problematic in game one. This is a club that beat the High Point Rockers on Monday afternoon, went from High Point to Gastonia to reload on their gear to head up to Lancaster. They didn't get into Lancaster last, yesterday until 3 a.m. Slept in a good bit. Probably went to the ballpark at their normal time. That'll weigh on you. Tonight, they've got a different opportunity. Now, with that said, this is a club that because of all the transactions that the Honey Hunters have had to contend with, their bullpen is not the most watertight in the league. Zach Mort, Zach Mort, Gunnar Kynes, a great one two punch at the front of the rotation. They're going to need a great start tonight for the Gastonia Honey Hunters. If they do, there's a real strong possibility we're going to see the likes of Gunnar Kynes pitching when they get back to town if Gastonia can win game two. If they win Game 2, that opens the door for the possibility of Gunnar Kynes and Zach Mort pitching in Games 4 and 5, perhaps. They're going to have to score some runs. They're going to have to get some pitching from the bullpen. If they're down one nothing in the series. It's a best of five. Game 3 will be played here Friday night. Depending upon tonight's verdict, you will have, if necessary, games on Saturday and Sunday. Middle school football last night, the Holbrook Lions, 20-7 to 7 winners over Belmont Middle School. As Holbrook and Belmont were basically, let's be honest, playing for second place in the division. Southwest is going to take on Cramerton today. They are likely going to beat Cramerton. They are going to likely finish up the division and go to the county championship. Last night's game pretty much assures that Holbrook will be second place in the division, Belmont third. Next week, the Belmont middle school team takes on Cramerton to close out their regular season. So let's take a timeout now here on the Rush Hour morning show. At 7.40 this morning, Dave Lubowitz will be on at 8 o'clock. We'll have on Daniel Poole. The Highland Tech Volleyball Team. We'll tell you more about it when we come back on the other side of the break. They're not bad. We'll get a chance to talk about it as we continue on this Wednesday morning here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allentate Realtors, John R. Boland can assist you with your real estate needs whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Boland at Allentate Realtors. at 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allentate Realtors.
1: on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound.
0: this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. So glad that you could join us on this Wednesday morning, the middle of the week. Maybe you need a pickup. Maybe you need a recharge. Maybe you need to bring the energy up on the ride to work. If so, consider this. I <laughs> already got me going. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was pretty good. It's okay. Some sometimes I sometimes I get to show off some production shots.
2: Yeah, that was that's pretty good, Brian.
0: C- because I was up here busy, right? And I had me working. Yeah, you you were getting after it. Yeah. But I heard the ding, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm golden.
2: No. And so what happened was I was trying to I was doing some stuff on the computer, right? I forgot to turn the volume down. I knew we were coming back from break, and I was up here about to flip out trying to turn the volume down on the computer. Yeah. But, that's, but I heard the ding. And, and I heard you, because I'm always listening. You know, Heard you in the background. I said, where's he going with this? He's got to have a good feel-good story. He has to have a feel-good story. He's going to get people excited real quick before he brings me on. You said, consider this. And I saw you
0: go to the computer. I knew instantly what you were doing. So uh, do, do you feel good? Oh yeah. Okay. oh, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. I feel great. Mission accomplished. Yeah, that was
2: hilarious. That was really good. How you man? How was yesterday? Oh, it's a long day. It's busy. I know, man. I, I slept so good last night. I did not want to get up this morning and go work out. Not in the least. Not in the least.
0: See that. I, I it, It's that time of the year again. It's that time of the year again. The hamster wheel goes. So I'll go to bed. I'll sleep for about four and a half hours and then boom. And I'm like, okay, why am I awake at two in the morning? And, and, you know, that's
2: usually me about any day
0: of the week. <clears throat> eventually, I fell back to fell back asleep. But, I mean, good grief. I I, I don't know what it is. I, it, it's, it's not like I'm thinking of anything incredibly brilliant at that time. I'm just thinking about what I went through the day before and what I'm getting ready to go into. So, at hey, least we've got a good show to, to have. We got a loaded show today. It's a lot.
2: You see me getting loaded up over here a minute ago?
0: Yeah, you were a, Firing something up over there. Yeah. Uh, How'd
2: you like my funnel?
0: That's very inventive. Tell the listeners what the funnel was. (laughs) The show notes from earlier this week. (laughs) (laughs) So, look,
2: ask all the rednecks around town back when we were in high school. So,
0: (laughs) I can't tell that story. (laughs) Please, please. Let, let that I one go. Uh, you See, knew, I was, you knew I was, I was gonna going to go completely PG-rated here. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, it looked like the opening scene from Time in a Bottle, that Jim Croce song. Yeah. And no, that was not it at all. My you decided bad. to go I guess, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I get
2: sideways every once in a while. Just every once in a while. I always tell my kids, listen, in life you're going to end up in the ditch, Brian. The kids, the key, <laughs> the stories that come out of my – I need to be a comedian or something. I don't know. What do you think I need to be? Just an adult.
0: I think you need to <laughs> keep a, rolling with the segment. It's had a good start. <laughs> Look, if you're a comedian, it's going to show up in the in the hours that we're putting out on the show. I've always told the kids, right? I said, listen, you're going to get in the ditch. It's
2: life, dude. Nobody's perfect. You're going to get sideways. The key is, Brian, keep enough tread on your tires so when you hit the ditch, you can at least drop that sucker down in low and creep out of the ditch and get back on the highway. There you go. Right? Unfortunately, yesterday on the way to the job, guess what? We had a flat tire. <laughs> we're in Oakboro working like an hour and 15 minutes from here, right? And you know, we're in the middle of the state. Dude, we're, we're out there. There's every, every, I mean, every hundred yards is a soybean field, a corn field, a cotton field. Can you believe that? Yeah. I mean, and all of a sudden I hear something saying, "Poop, poop, 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 poop." I said, like, what is that? I thought the transmission went out in the van i dropped it down a gear i said what is boop, 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 boop. so what a boop, 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 boop. so i said i think it's a flat tire we pulled over in a gravel drive leading between two cornfields and uh changed the tire on the side of the road we were done in like 15 minutes so yeah keep enough tread on your tire see i didn't have enough tread on that tire and didn't realize it so i could have been in trouble if i didn't have a spare keep a spare Always was gonna keep a spare
0: Tread on the tires. Keep yeah. a Spare.
2: Yeah. That's advice for today. Yep. It might be some b-
0: bad advice coming later. I don't know. I do want to throw this out. Yeah. I have no idea how I happened upon this information. Okay. But this morning, driving into the studio, listening to the radio, and I find out that you'll you'll like this TNT tonight. Their movie during prime time. We're the Millers.
2: Dude, was that not hilarious
0: with the hottest woman I, uh, on the hold, planet hold, in it? That's why I'm telling you this. Oh, I had the DVD, I, I haven't seen it in its entirety. I, a, I, it's a little bit, it's it a, little a little racy, yeah. It's it a little bit out there, it's a little racy, yeah. And, and yeah, um, and what they did with the baby, I'm just like, nah, No. Nah, nah, <laughs> what about the word association? No, nah, not that not, was it, horrible, nah, that not. was horrible. So you know, it, But that movie is hilarious. It, well, and, and, and I'm sure that it is. Uh, look, you you
2: have to be able to overlook some things in life. You know what I'm saying? Everything can't go your way. Watch the show for what it is. It's entertainment. You know what I'm saying?
0: Or, or find other forms of entertainment.
2: Yeah, if that's not your thing, don't watch it. You know what I'm saying? Just because you like eating hot dogs don't mean you can't tell me I can't eat a hamburger. Sure. Life's a buffet. You know? Get what you want, I guess. The Sheikh thought, you, "You sure
0: it's not a garden and dig it?"
2: No, nah, no. Nah. Okay. All right. Uh the the Sheikh yesterday yesterday she was listening to the she she wanted to go back and listen to that Taylor Swift talk that we had yesterday. Of course she did. Highly agitated at the old man. Highly. Didn't like well, that. which one? Me. Okay. Okay. Whenever but uh, the funny thing was whenever you called her the Sheikh Live on air. She just shook her head. Shook her head. She hates that I call her that. Oh, really? Yeah. She hates it. The chic.
0: Well, now you're going to get me. You're going to have. She's going to go out there and slash my tires.
2: Mock my shaleman, The chic. Oh, man. She's all right. She'll get over it. Okay. She will or she won't. If I got some advice for her, she better get over it. That's the only thing she's got to be worried about. She's got troubles. Hey, I heard from Joe Hughes yesterday. Really? Joe Hughes reached out to me uh, from the Gas Gazette, friend of the show, one of our one of our pickers, pick six every week. Of, part yeah. of the panel. He does a great job at the Gazette, don't he? He does. Yeah, he I, does good work. I, I don't see how one guy can cover all that stuff, but he does a tremendous job getting these kids' names in the paper, talking about the programs, telling stories. I mean, he's split between two counties, you know? Sure. He can't be everywhere. Um, so, anyway, he reached out yesterday, and uh, he apparently went back and heard the podcast – the uh, first hour a couple of days ago where we talked about John Party, is South Point and East Lincoln possibly in trouble in football? You know, Deion Sanders, we talked about the Panther some. He sends me a text and says, hey, I can get down with John Party. So I told Haley last night, I said, hey, I might kick you to the, tur- to the curb and take Joe Hughes with me Saturday to Savannah. She said, ain't happening. So Joe, sorry. <laughs> I tried, man. I told you I would try. I gave it the old college try. Didn't work out, so. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, if I, you were right, you were right. If if I would have known, if I would have known what I learned in the last week about how to upload these things so fast, I would have been doing this because these full these full shows being out there, man. There's it's like a sponge. These numbers are insane.
0: I, I know. And, and I mean, from what you've told me, I'm I'm like, wow, this is really better than even I anticipated. Yeah. But, but I do. I think, I think there's something to it. I mean, for people that don't want to listen to that much of a podcast, it's real simple. You listen to your board, and then you disappear. Yeah. yeah. Okay? But if we keep your attention, yep. hang on with us. Yeah. If you get 15 good minutes out of an hour, awesome. If you decide to chuck it after 20, we're good with that. If you listen to the whole hour and you're you're entertained <clears throat> incredibly, that's fantastic. Just take what you want of it. There's three 20-minute segments, segments,
2: Brian. Real simple.
0: Basically, yeah.
2: Basically, 7 to 720, 720 to 740, 740 to the, to the top of the hour. Yep. Okay? Corky comes on at 720. If you want to hear him run his mouth for, <laughs> for 20 minutes, tune in and listen to it. Don't listen to the rest of it. If your coach is on at 740. Fast forward that sucker to the 740 mark and listen to Coach. If you're in here, B-Rush, cover all the sports from the night before, the first 20 minutes, listen to that. I mean, there's something for and, everybody.
0: And it's structured almost the same way every day. Every day. So, I mean, our one is going to look very similar to one another. It's not from scripted. From one show to the next. Not scripted. But it's, it's formatted. Structured, yeah. Sure. Formatted. And the reality <clears> is, I mean <sighs> – the reality is, is that we, we throw it out there, you consume it. Ultimately, we're hoping that you're going to hear those ads and you're going to frequent those people that are supporting the show because this is the way this works. If people support our advertisers, yep. our advertisers are going to come back. Yep, Maybe they're going to tell friends that <clears throat> can become advertisers. The reality is going to kind of get into the the deep of it here. Boom, 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 boom. the, the boom, reality boom, boom, is, boom. if we don't, if we don't grow this thing, from an advertising standpoint, if it don't grow, we got to go. If, <laughs> if it don't grow, there ain't no show. Okay, that's just all there is to it.
2: No rub, no dub. Yeah,
0: and so yeah. you know, and eventually, this thing it, it does. It fully depends upon the advertisers. Those people that support the show. And and we need more of them. Yeah. So if you're interested, call us. Um, Reach out to us. The email, RushHourWGNC at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 704-689-3820. We're we're not going to do telethons, okay? We're not doing that. You sure? At this point, we're not. I might have something I need to sell. I will busker in Belmont if I have to. I got some extra stuff in here. Looking around, you know. I mean, hey, if 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 I've got to take a couple drumsticks and a plastic bucket outside, and I've got to start doing, you know, the Grateful Dead's greatest hits, can you do it? I doubt it. You seen them guys play the buckets over at the ball games? Yeah, in Charlotte, hundred percent.
2: The first time I saw that, we were in New Orleans. Oh, it was amazing. Them dudes down there wearing them things out. I was like, are you kidding me? That was years ago. I've never seen anything like it.
0: Yeah. So, this is look, we. This is good stuff. I felt like I was breathing into the microphone there for a second. Just a moment. (sighs) Okay. Now we're starting to sound like criminal minds. (laughs) Okay. Let's let's not go there. Uh So we got a big show today at 740. Dave Lubowitz will talk about his East Lincoln High School team. Our friends
2: at the hospital are listening again this morning. at The Kings Mountain Hospital.
0: So so you can I confirm forgot. there is a hospital in Kings Mountain. I'm sorry. Now. I'm sorry. Oh, God. I did it again.
2: I'm sorry. Hospital in Shelby. The okay. Shelby okay. Hospital. Okay. Yeah. I did it again. I'm going to get in trouble, Brian.
0: I know. Sorry, a, sorry. I
2: get in trouble from time to time. Um, I've been told I'm a troublemaker.
0: I had a, actually had one of my granddaughters that was birthed at the Shelby Hospital. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah, I've been told I'm a troublemaker from time to time. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, a provocateur. Provocateur. You are definitely a provocateur.
2: You think I provoked Coach Hodge this week
0: earlier? Well, depends on what you mean by provoking. Did you energize him?
2: Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I like that word better. Perhaps was he not great yesterday on the show? He was great.
0: He was very dynamic. I loved it, man. I
2: loved it. I love to see them guys get fired up for whatever reason.
0: Well, and and this. Look at Coach Heron last week. Look how fired up he was. He was. But but this is coming from two different places. Yeah. Okay? South Point is – they have been – they have run into an unexpected moment of urgency. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? Like, this was a big game this Friday on its own. Forget about what transpired Friday against us. This was a big enough game on its own. And we knew that Crest – they're going to be gunning for South Point. There's no question about it. All of the things appear to be aligning against South Point. Okay? However, as you mentioned, Coach, is in, he's engaged, and he's going to engage those kids. I talked about
2: Joe Hughes reaching out, to, uh, <clears throat> talking about the podcast. I got a couple messages. Overnight, I forgot to tell you this, from some uh South Point alumni who were not happy with yours truly for uh seemingly making disparaging comments about their team not winning this Friday. And they were quick to point out we were not supposed to win when we played them this year, such and such year, and we beat them. We weren't but Brian, is that
0: not what we're here to do? Are we talking about Crest or Huss? We're talking about the Crest game coming up. Okay, because yeah. I was going to be like, who thought that Huss was supposed no, to be South Point? No, these
2: guys were hot at me for talking about, uh, you know, didn't think they were going to win this Friday. Yeah.
0: They said, don't count us out, big boy. And And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But let's also remember, this is a proud tradition of South Point High School. So a lot of folks that want to sit here and lean on well, we should have never beaten them to begin with. Yeah. I don't know that you can hold with your rep with the reputation, with the tradition of South Point football, I don't know how you can make that articulation. Who's coming up here in a second? Dave Lubowitz, East Lincoln Ooh. High School. Ooh. Followed by Daniel Poole at eight o'clock and then at eight twenty. Jim Sosby. Chris. Right. Yeah. So I better get ready. I need to get you dialed go. in. We well, like two minutes. We're gonna take a commercial. When we come back, we will have Dave Lubowitz with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k, and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704 704- Eight six four two thousand. That's 704 Seven zero four eight six four two thousand.
2: This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association.
0: Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Wednesday morning. Corky Franks, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's just get to this. Let's welcome in Coach Dave Lubowitz of the East Lincoln Mustangs. Coach, welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show.
3: Hey. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I didn't know if you were going to call. We lost two in a
0: row. I thought maybe you'd take me off the show. No, sir. No, sir. That's not the way this works well, around here. Well, wait a minute, Coach. Coach, I did, I did say that, didn't I? I did say that.
2: You, I, said, Coach, I said, Coach, you keep winning. You keep coming on, right? That's right. That's, that was the deal from the get-go. At least you remembered it, right? We're on the same page. Hey, listen, yep. wait, we're all in this thing yep. together, right?
3: That's right. That's right. That's what we keep telling the kids. We're all in
2: this together. Yeah, you know, at the end of the, you know, we, we talked to Coach Hodge yesterday from South Point. Those guys in a little bit of trouble, you know. they they got Crest and Kings Mountain coming up. You, I mean, some people could say that you guys are in trouble as well. You lost two in a row. But the good news is for, for both of you guys, at the end of the day, if you're playing, you know, in the fourth, fifth round, playing for the state championship, nobody remembers what happens at this point of the season, do they?
3: Yeah, no, no. And that's what, uh, you know, we tried to focus the kids on. Like, this is – we actually had a senior who hadn't played before, uh, just came out for football this year. And uh, after the Monday practice, he came up and he said, Coach, can we even make the playoffs? And I was like, oh, my God, yes, yes. <laughs> if that's the yeah, attitude going around, you know, let's get rid of that right away. But, yeah, I mean, you, you lose two games, it happens. Every team loses. Uh, you know, you don't want to. Uh, obviously, you try and avoid that, that kind of thing. Uh, but you gotta bounce back and you gotta make sure the kids are, you know, uh, still have the same goals that which is to go one and know every week. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I still think we can make a run. I, I still think we're gonna have some issues to, you know, overcome here in the next couple of weeks, but I still think we're a pretty good football team.
0: Coach, let me let me ask you this. And 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 this is a constant battle regardless of where the program is, depending upon the scenario, but like there's there may not be any panic that is set in within the coaching staff. But I would imagine that there's probably some panic that is set in amongst the fan base. And the unfortunate part of all of this is the players are caught somewhere in the middle of the coaching staff and the fan base because the fan base are always the ones that are going to have conversations that are outside of the practices with the players. How are you guys shoring up this club to not allow that panic to set into that locker room?
3: Yeah, you're exactly right. It's tough because, you know, you can have that conversation at six o'clock and that kid could leave you feeling pretty good about himself. But they go home or they go back to the neighborhood uh, and they might hear something completely opposite. uh, And then, you know, the next day it's that struggle again. So you're 100 percent right. It's tough with the fan base. I think the fan base is down. Uh, You know, we started the game and lost our our running back. On the first play from scrimmage, he hurt his knee, so he didn't play the rest of the game. He'll probably be out for a couple weeks here. Uh, So, you know, that's going through. You know, while the coaches are super confident in in the other kids that can do it, uh, I'm sure that's going through the fan base's mind, and the fan base is probably put it into the kids' mind. And then, you know, second half, we lost the second running back. He got concussed. He'll be out at least a week. You know, so I'm sure that's going through. Uh, the kids' mind during the game, and then now the fan base is probably reminding them, oh, you don't even have a running back. You don't even have a running back. So it's tough. It's tough. So, you know, you just got to keep doing it. You know, so yesterday was a great day. We had a great practice. The kids left. They were positive. Uh, today, there's probably going to be some other stuff going on, so we'll just have to fix it uh, and make them leave us positive. And then hopefully, you know, as the week goes on, it gets better and better and better.
2: But, Coach, is that is that not one of the fun aspects of being a coach, being able to invest in these young men? It's, at the end of the day, it's really not about football anyway. It's about teaching them life lessons and adversity and hanging in there and, and working hard and, you know, keep staying focused. And if you do all those things, you put yourself in a position to win football games and win in life. So is that not good when those co- guys come back and, you know, Coach, I went home last night and uh, – Uncle Johnny over here said we stinking it up, and West Ardell's gonna blow us out too this weekend. <laughs> yeah, listen,
3: you uh, again, you guys. This is why you guys have a radio show. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent correct. This why it's why we do it. It's why most coaches do it. The wins matter, and you know, uh, teaching matters, and all that stuff. But to to have that emotional connection with the kids, there's no other job in the world uh, like coaching that way because you're dealing with I'm dealing with ninety kids every day. Uh, you know, one might be up, one might be down, one might be Uh, not at practice. One might be at practice, but got in trouble that day. So, I mean, that's the stuff that keeps you going. I don't know an office job. I don't know a profession uh, where you can get emotionally invested every day. It's a roller coaster every day for us, but I mean, I enjoy that. It keeps it fresh.
0: Coach Dave Lubowitz here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, then, then let me just ask the question, okay? Obviously, When you lost the game a couple weeks ago to Hickory, that sent a seismic ripple throughout the high school football landscape in this area. And I've got to be honest with you, okay, I didn't necessarily see that score coming the way that it did. And I'm sure there were a lot of folks in Denver, North Carolina, that were a little surprised at the score itself. What can you tell us about Statesville and Hickory? Because they certainly put up some good numbers, (laughs) This These two teams are apparently going to be teams to contend with at the 3A level.
1: Yeah,
3: I mean, I think Hickory uh, is well coached, uh, is athletic uh, all over the place, uh, and, and pretty good up front. You know, I, I think we kind of underestimated their size and their talent uh, on the lines. Um, so I think if they got it together... And play mistake-free like they did against us, I think they really have a chance to get something done. Now, Statesville has always been athletic. That's their tradition of their school. They always have some athletes. What they have now is a coach that has put a really good group of kids on the field. So I think I talked to you guys last time I talked to you about Statesville. I said that is a disciplined team. Uh, and that's not normally something you say about the Statesville uh, teams. You usually say super athletic, uh, got a running back, I can run really well. Uh, and some receivers that can run. Well, they've got all that, but Coach Collins has put together, uh, it seems to me at least, from the outside looking in, 22 kids that really care uh, about the program and about each other. There wasn't a lot of smack talking. There wasn't a lot of shoving after the play. Uh, They're a very disciplined team. And I told him before the game, I said, I'm really impressed on film at how disciplined your kids are. They're probably, and this is a knock on us, but right now, they're probably more disciplined than we are, as is Hickory. Hickory's probably more disciplined than we are right now, too. We're still hurting ourselves a little bit. So I think what you have with both of them is a lot of good athletes and a lot of good tradition, uh, and then the kids finally realizing that you know they, they can get it done. And I think beating us probably you know, boosts both their confidence pretty good.
0: Coach, let me ask you this in follow-up, because I'm, I'm really intrigued by that statement that you made about Statesville. Is, is something like that, because from my perspective – When you hear about a team being as athletic as Statesville is, and believe me, they were one of those teams that on Football Friday Night, when it first got started a long, long time ago, you understood that Statesville was going to be one of those teams that were going to jump off the page in that half-hour show. But the reality is, when you've got a team that's as ultra-quick, ultra-electric as Statesville is, and then you've gotten them as disciplined as they seem to be, that seems to be ahead of the calendar. Usually, teams don't get that disciplined that early in the season. I'd love to get your thoughts on that.
3: Yeah, no, I, I think he's been working with that process. Uh, it's been since he's got there, you know, since Coach Collins got there. This is his second year, I believe. Uh, and last year, he had all kinds of discipline problems. Uh, had to kick his quarterback off the team. One of his wide receivers got into a a dispute in the neighborhoods, and he couldn't play the rest of the year. Uh, And he's still dealing with those issues. You know, Statesville, the city itself, still has some issues. uh, But he is attacking it as a family, and that's what he told me. He said he's really trying to teach these kids more about uh, what it means to be a family than it does to win a football game. And a lot of times when you teach it that way and the kids buy in, that it's going to, you know, just kind of transgress to those wins. I, I mean, I, I just think that he's doing a great job with that, with that particular group of kids. Uh, and I think that it's been a, a two-year process for him. And he's been—you can see it on him. You can see it on his face. He's working his tail off, uh, and he's constantly monitoring the kids. And he—he he told me he had some issues still with the freshmen. He's like, "You know, now I got to get these freshmen back in the line because they think they can skip practice or they think they can do this." So it's a, its a struggle. It's going to be a struggle for him. But I think right now he's winning that struggle.
0: Dave Lubowitz here with us on the Rush Hour morning show. So, Coach, look, I'm going to let I-40 take care of I-40. They can get their own sports talk show. Let's go ahead and dive back into you. <laughs> coach, out, outside of the obvious injury issues that are sort of befallen the team right now at this point, after the two weeks against Hickory and Statesville, what are some of the other things that you find to be the most glaring issues that East Lincoln football is having to contend with right now?
3: We're just we're playing really selfish football right now. A lot of kids are worried about themselves offensively and defensively. They're worried about their stats. They're worried about uh, what colleges are going to be there, what colleges called about them. Uh, so we've spent uh, you know, the better half of a week and a half here reminding them uh, that if you don't win as a team, and the, you know, the best way to win is to win as a team, if you don't win, uh, then those colleges don't care and your stats don't matter. And who cares if you rush for 1,500 yards on a 2-8 team? You know what I mean? That 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 stuff doesn't matter. So we're trying to remind them uh, that the first goal and the only goal is to try and play as a team.
0: Coach, let let me follow up on something I think you said from the last conversation that we had, and 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 maybe you were foreshadowing something in this that we didn't pick up on. Is is this is this coming from things like having? videographers around and so on and so forth is is this part i mean is this part and parcel of the issue
3: yeah i mean i i think i think that uh we talked about exactly we talked about it last time i said the hardest part of my job was trying to control that because uh, when you get a kid who becomes more consumed with uh you know his career uh, as opposed to what what he's what the team's doing on a friday night that that becomes a problem and i'm not necessarily saying we have that issue uh, but it's creeping there. It's getting there. There's some kids that uh, posted some stuff on social media that was uh, not necessarily wrong, but it was, it was bordering on wrong where it seemed like, hey, look at me. Yeah, we lost, but look at me. You know, and that's not the right attitude to have at, at, for any sport, any school, anywhere, not just East Lincoln. Uh, so, you know, we've addressed that a couple of different ways in a couple of different times. Uh, and I think you just, at some point, you got to cut, you got to cut loose with those kids. Because uh, if they're not part of your, you know, your your main goal, uh, then, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to help you win. So that's where that's where we're at right now. We're kind of giving some ultimatums. It's either going to be team first or it's going to be you're standing next to me on the sideline.
2: So let me double down on that, Coach. We had Coach Heron on last week from, I think it was last week, wasn't it, Brian? It was last from, week. From Kings Mountain. And he came on the show and he said, listen, fellas, I got some things I need to work on as the leader of my own program. Uh, so today we're going to go back and we're going to start over and I'm taking my program back over because I wanted it to be, uh, I wanted team led. Yeah. He said, I want it to be team led, but these guys aren't picking this thing up right now. He was having some of the same issues. How is this? Is this something you guys need to get together in the off season and talk about? Because listen, Brian and I, all the coaches, we want, we all want these kids to go to college and have a chance to play in the NFL and make millions of dollars and NIL deals and all that stuff. But at some point, somebody's got to figure out how to how to make this thing work, and I think we're all still trying to figure it out because it's all still relatively new.
3: Yeah, I mean, are you saying you do? I think it's systematic. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think the the system itself might be you know getting broken, but I don't think it's getting broken on our level. I think it's trickling down to our level. You know what I mean? So you know the 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 NFL, the NBA, uh, you know, you you could name a great. Uh, NBA or NFL player, but you can't really name which team they're on uh, because they move around so much. You know what I mean? Le- LeBron yeah. James has been on six or seven different teams, but everybody knows that he's got that. Um, he's got he's LeBron James. You know, so I think that's gone from the the major leagues down to the college, and now you've got the transfer portal in college, and now you've got you know more the the, the idea of that kid going somewhere. The, the the Wake Forest quarterback, everybody knows he went to Notre Dame. Uh, you know, not necessarily how did Wake Forest do last year, but he was a good quarterback there, and now he's going to be a good quarterback there. So I think systematically, it's a little bit different. I don't know if you've got to stop it. Uh, we just got to figure out a way to uh, make it work in our favor, uh, and that's the tough part right now. And I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's other teams besides just us, like you said, Kings Mountain, that's dealing with it. Uh, but you always want your team to be, you know, kind of led by the captains, led by the senior group. Uh, and if they can't get it done, then you just have to step in as coaches and be like, well, wait a minute. No, this isn't working. Uh, we're going to do it my way. Now, that's where we're at right now, also. Uh, we've been a lot more, a lot more whistles, a lot more running these last uh, week and a half.
0: Coach Dave Lubowitz here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. So, Coach, I mean, for the rest of the way, I mean, obviously now this is a situation to where it's a very different narrative than it was two weeks ago. You guys, you know, there's still great opportunity for playoffs, certainly. If, if I'm a first-round opponent and I've got East Lincoln on the line opposite of me, I'm not going to be thrilled about the fact that I've got to face off against the Mustangs. However, the road there is going to be made a little tougher the rest of the way. What are some of the things that you're going to be focusing on when it comes to this, to this group of kids on the field to try to get them through these injuries, these off the field issues and back to winning football.
3: Yeah. You know, I think the injuries are going to take care of themselves. we got to, you know, we've got to get an MRI back on the running back and we've got a couple concussions and we've got some ankle issues. And I think that's going to take care of itself uh, in the long run. I don't, I don't think we've lost anybody for the year, you know, knock on wood, I hope we haven't. Uh, I think the big thing is, is our kids have to realize when they line up on Friday night, The only thing that's beaten them right now is themselves. Uh, We had six turnovers last week. Uh, And, you know, the offense played pretty good minus the six turnovers. But when you have six turnovers, there's not a team in the state you can beat. Uh, So, you know, we've got to fix ourselves. Uh, And I think, you know, if we can trudge through this next game and get a win uh, and then, you know, uh, take it to the next week and improve upon that and maybe get a win there, if we can start rolling a little bit, uh, and, and the kids can build some confidence back. I think right now our confidence is down uh, player-wise. I think the coaches still see it there. And When we watch film, we're, we, we still feel like, man, if this one block would have happened or if this, we could have just got this right step, uh, you know, that, that might have been this, that might have been that. So I think we're still very confident. Uh, I think the kids have lost a lot of that confidence. So we're going to do, you know, we're going to try and build some confidence up in the next couple of weeks, uh, and especially this Friday night. This Friday night we need to put on a good showing or honestly, uh, you guys probably shouldn't call me back. I might not be worthy of the conversation.
0: Well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and, and let's see <laughs> you shore things up on the field, and we'll call you back in two weeks, and we'll have another conversation as we get to the stretch run of okay. the, the regular season. Coach,
2: Coach, the worst thing that you're going to have to deal with is maybe a bad seed in the playoffs. I think you guys are going to be okay.
3: I, I hope so. I hope so, but I, I appreciate you guys calling,
0: uh, sticking with us, and uh, anything you ever need, just let me know, okay? Will do, Coach. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you here in a couple weeks. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was Coach Dave Lubowitz of the East Lincoln Mustangs. We're done with the first hour. We come back on the other side of the break. Daniel Poole joins us. So we shift quickly into high school volleyball. His Highland Tech Rams, they are rolling right now. We'll continue on with hour number two here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.